Welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Ross. Hi, Mike. And Joey. Hi. And Tom. Hey, Mike. So the last few weeks we've been talking about language, so I thought I'd continue that. Only this time I want to talk about the questions we ask kids. And I guess in a way how we interrupt kids. Mm. You know, mm. I, I was yeah. trying to think how does this relate to the body, but... Well, it's by doing this by interrupting and asking, hey, what do you... Uh, tell me more about this. Yeah, no, it's more like, so... How many buttons are on that shirt? Zero. Right. You know? So, yeah. So, anyways, I'm going to use a story, and then we can talk about it. So, now, I was watching a classroom today, and it's a teacher who's really working towards more authentic interactions with the kids. And so, it was really interesting. But she's done years of more traditional teaching, and I think in her head, in the past, it's been the thing, the way you teach is to have these, ask these questions about, you know, how many is this? How what color is this? You know, right? All those questions. Mm -hmm. uh, how many turtles are in that tank? That sort of thing. So I was watching her and she did this thing where these two kids, they were, had these like stacking cubes. Uh, there was a bunch of kids who had them, but two of the kids had like stacked up these cubes and started moving up and down, like, like, and going boing, boing, boing. They're pretending to bounce them, whatever. And she's like, oh, how do I, I want to do that too. How do I make mine hop? And she started doing it with hers and they're like, no, no, you got to make it bigger. She's like, oh, I have to make it bigger, you know, and just started adding cubes to it and, and they're bounce, bouncing their sticks around. And I thought, wow, that's great. And they're, you know, young, the preschoolers, they're, they're getting that sense of if they didn't know what the word bigger, well, they obviously showed they knew what the word bigger was because they said it first, mm -hmm. but then she was also doing it too. She was showing that she was interested in their ideas and they were doing it and and then the one kid it's like well i'm gonna make mine even bigger you know and then had a and you know whenever kids get to that they try to make it bigger and eventually it won't stay yeah. together because it's too big and so then there's this engineering thing well how am i going to get this to stay and you know and, and this particular kid started taking it apart and then putting it back together red blue red blue red blue you know this pattern and then took that apart because he ran out so then he did all red, then all blue, then he could do all green and all yellow, you know, so he could make it really big and still have, he seemed to have this need for like, I don't want to say order necessarily, but you know, he had a vision, I guess. There was a plan and what was There was a plan on? involved, but it also had a bounce, you know, yeah. it was bouncy. Yep. But then the other kid who was bouncing it took his apart and the pieces went on the table and they were like these, they kind of broke off into chunks of two. And she's like, oh, look at that. What do you notice? And he kind of looked and didn't know... <laughs> What you're right. saying. And then he like, saw, I guess he saw they were all pieces and he started putting them next to each other, like side by side. And mm -hmm. there's one that was three high and then a few that were too high. And then there's one by itself. And he put them in order of height, like steps. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a thing we often see kids do. Yep. And she could have done the same thing of like, oh, look at that. You put them, they look like steps now or they, whatever, given some sort of language of that it seemed to be related mm -hmm. to what he did. Instead, she said, which one has the most? And I think in her head, she was thinking that she was, this was the teaching moment. Uh -huh. This is that teachable moment. This was the I teachable couldn't... moment. Well, one of two things when you ask a question like that. One, he already knows which is the biggest. Mm -hmm. And he knows that word, biggest. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, he already told her she had to make something bigger. Right. The other possibility is that the child knows it physically, but doesn't have the vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And so if you just said, oh, look at that the, you made it you know it went from biggest to smallest you could have made a comment about it right because he seemed pretty proud of it it's yeah like, look at this you could have made a comment about it and you would have given the vocabulary if they didn't have it but asking the question 
you, you know, that's... Was uh, it was it really needed? Right, was it moment? needed? You know, and again, if you think about how, what you do with adults, if somebody showed me this this painting they made, you know, like, so if you showed me one of your paintings, Ross, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say, oh, Ross, do you know what color this is that you put on the painting? You know, and... That's true. Yeah. You know? I never thought of it like that. Like, how <laughs> right. you wouldn't approach an adult, like, certain <laughs> right. right. well, Like, tell me about... I might tell you that, I, oh, you know, I, I really love, like, where, how did you get that shade of blue? Or how did you, you know, whatever. Right. So there might of, be one, something I One of the imagine. problems with her question is, there's one right answer. Yeah. And it's teaching, it's teaching that there's, there's one right answer to things. And, you know, I, I, as the teacher, and know it. I have it. And, and you, you have, and can you, can you. Get it from me. Get it from me, or can you uh, can you guess it, or well, whatever? Be going back to the paintings, it's like if if you look at a painting, there's many interpretations. Mm -hmm. How do you know? I mean, what are you paying attention to? Mm -hmm. And how do you even know what questions to ask about that? Right. Well, it's, it's also making me think of the, sometimes thinking interrupts doing. Yeah. So you know, so yeah, if yeah. you're in the middle of doing something, and somebody either asks you to think about something else, right? You mm -hmm. you know, if you're carrying something heavy, and somebody asks you to do a math problem, you might like drop the thing you're carrying, right? Or you know, it's going to get harder to, to focus yeah, on yeah. it. You're just just your attention, but also you can't. I don't think you can always describe something that you're doing while you're doing it. I think it's a big ask, right? To to ask a kid to tell you either answer a question about it or tell you what they're doing because they might not know yet but right. it, you know it's like you can you can teach someone you know how to water ski or something right, you know, right. like there are there are verbal uh, lessons to this but in the moment if you are think too hard about something you're doing right. with you know yeah. physically it kind of screws you up right mm -hmm. like yeah, if yeah. i start thinking about oh what if my foot's gonna hit that rock when i jump on it right suddenly it's harder than i'm thinking about it yeah right. um and so I think that's the other thing that happens when teachers come mm -hmm. up with it, come interrupt somebody doing something with their question. Yeah. They don't mean to. I mean, right. you know, you, right. I, I think I do it all the time. I don't mean to. But I think true learning, of, this is what John Dewey, I think, right, that it's reflection on experience. Uh -huh. And so that child, like, made something. And they I don't know if they tried to or not, but they got these, like, step. Oh, look at that. And they got excited. Yeah. And so now they're reflecting on it. It's like, if she would have said, like she did earlier, it's like, oh, I want to make that too. How did you do that? Then they could reflect on what they actually did because they right. seem to be proud of what they did. Count like she asked a question that didn't reflect on what you know. It wasn't right. like he was saying, "I wonder." Gosh, I'm I'm looking at this. I can't figure out which one's biggest. Right? <laughs> are we, are we talking about there? length? Are we talking about width? Are we talking about what? right? I mean, there's lots yeah. of different variables. Right? That, yeah. yeah. You could have said actually yeah. they're all the same yeah. width, teacher. Yeah. Yes. And if a child's building something, let's say they've got put three blocks underneath their plank here and two blocks underneath their plank here, and they're frustrated that it's crooked, you might go back then and say, could... "Oh, wait a minute. Now, if we look there, let's count these." There's right. three. Let's count these. There's two. Right. You know, because then you're reflecting right. on the thing they, they seem should to be, be the trying same. to do. It's it's not that. Um, I mean, math is a language that's helpful to to, sure. to keep in the in the domain of the thing that you brought up. I mean, mm -hmm. so it's not that right. we don't use math terms. Right. Right. Yeah. With children, but it's that interrupting part. That's yeah, yeah, and that's that's the thing. I think it's that interrupting action. Because mm -hmm. I was wondering, well, how does this conversation have to do right. with the body? And I think it does because when kids are acting interrupting them doesn't seem but it kind of to go back to what you well i guess what all of us have kind of said in this moment i'm, th I'm thinking now specifically of how many times i see adults do this or even myself as a teacher sometimes that i, I want to say that it's happened less now in my as i've gotten on but i'm sure it probably still happens but hey show them this how you know when you when you almost ask a child to show off that uh -huh. skill uh -huh. or what they just learned right hey tell them how much this is or hey what what is that over there? 
and then the kid just whoop, shuts it down. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, I guess they're not going to say anything. And I know, I know, I've done that. Where I'm like, oh, I've just this became about me, not about right. you. Oh, that's because it's it's now because it's your idea that they say something. It's my idea that they say something, or that I want them to show what they know. I've never else. thought about it that way. That's what those questions really are. It's, it's, you're making it about yourself as right. the teacher because I want to show them that I have that knowledge. Right. I know something you don't about oh. this. Right. And so there's that there's that piece. And I, I see it happen a lot with colors, amounts, you yeah. know. What, and, what and does animals say? I should say? say people, the teacher does not ask it knowingly taking the power away. But I think not that's what al- they're doing. Not always, but I think at times it might be a subtle kind of thing. And I'm now I'm switching it to the the body mode where again you ask somebody hey show them how fast you are jump you know climb up and then the children they won't do it right because like you said tom it goes back to this now there's one right answer and now the pressure's on it i think even you know young as two or maybe even earlier already have that pressure of nope uh mm, yeah i don't want to so you're putting me on the spot i I think there's a kind of a workaround around that yeah Uh, and it happened in the classroom for me many many times especially towards the end i would notice that a child was watching another child do something physically and Mm -hmm. really kind of was interested in it and then they would ask me well how did they do that i said well why don't you ask them yeah Mm -hmm. ask them and so you you're changing the agency there Exactly, and it, it, it peer to peer is sometimes more effective yeah. than adult to child. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's the thing of the agency and power. You know, so it's the idea of sharing power. Like if the teacher, so what the teacher probably has is that they don't trust that the child's going to learn unless they ask the right questions or give the right. answers to the, the child. Right questions. The right questions. With the right answers. With the right answers. Right. Instead right. of because what happens if the kid said the wrong. One. Right, yeah. You know, if he's got that stack of three, two, two, one, and he points to one of the two stacks, and she's, well, no, that's not the biggest. Right. Do you, you, uh, it, in a sense, before right. before you respond, you have to think, do I deflate this child? Say, well, no, that's actually not the biggest, or do I let them have the wrong answer? And I feel like there's a lot of that right. worry, yeah. especially in these earlier years. I got to tell them the right facts, and it's got to be right there, where it doesn't matter. Like they're not going to go right. through the world thinking, yeah, no, the two is always bigger than three, right. and because my preschool teacher said it, what? Like you're I, I not going to go. It's not um, going to happen. It was snowing once. I, this is early on in my teaching career, and the sky was white, of course. So we're it we're looking out the window. Once. Yeah, only once. <laughs> um, but you could see it. You could see the snow when it got to the fence, right? Because it was a wooden fence, mm-hmm. and beyond that was white sky. So you didn't see snow falling anywhere else. So it looked like the snow was falling from the fence and so that's what the child said cool me correcting a three-year-old on that which is of course what i did at the time because i was new to teaching right. snow doesn't fall from yeah the no no it's falling from the sky you just can't see it like what does that mean to a three-year-old you right. know what i mean and they and like you said they're not going to be a 25 year old thinking that snow falls from fences and right. the sky but i could and i wouldn't have to lie either i could say it it does look like it's coming from the fence. Right. Right. You know, that's all I have to do. Or, wow, isn't that cool? Yeah. Stolen from the fence. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or just repeating it that way. But I, I feel like it goes back to why do we ask so many questions? Yeah. And why do we ask the questions we ask? And I feel like a lot of times, especially with younger children, it's to t- show me what you know. Like, right. do you know this versus just being in the moment like I, th- yeah. I think the 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 example you gave mike where at first that boing boing hey how do i join in this right i, I can show you that i here this is this right, is right. the rules of our game 
and having that moment where wow you gotta look at the it almost looks like a staircase how many do i need to make this could even be a, a slider right, sure, bird like yeah. help me help me I want to play too. Well, and I feel like it also goes back to a couple episodes ago where Tom was talking about just we're so language oriented. I mean, and, and you know, again, I would say that just culturally we are, but right. that it's so easy to fall into this trap of it's not happening if I'm not asking about it, I'm not talking about right. it. And right. what you said at the beginning, Mike, the, the child put the things in the seriated order, you know, right, tallest right. to smallest. There, I mean, yeah. I don't mean to keep harping on this one interaction but well, it's sort of like yeah the teacher knew that the child knew which one right had the most yeah yeah and so but we can't help it this is this this right. is over reliance on it's, right it's got to have language to be to be happening right yeah um that, that just just seeing it happen you know mm-hmm. just right. seeing the action is unsatisfying unless the action is labeled verbally right. yeah on that note, I think we better um, stop this conversation for now. Um, but thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. Thanks, thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.